0: Sometimes, you just need a little spiritual guidance to help get your life back together. It can be compared to Mosaic Art. Many little pieces that come together to form something beautiful. Welcome to the Mosaic Garden. Your host is Mosaic Shaman, Christy Ellen. Christy and her guests are here to ensure that your life is just as you deserve it to be. Happy. Now, here's your host. Christy Ellen.
1: Well, welcome to the garden. I'm so happy you're here today. Um, you know, I'm celebrating a year here on Voice America. I have been hosting a show here talk, uh, talking about planting seeds in the garden. Welcome to Mosaic Garden. I'm a mosaic shaman, and what that means is that I do shamanic energy work. I help walk between the worlds. I can see the difference between what appears to be real and what really is, and I help my clients let go of negative emotions that they're holding in their body. These emotions are stopping them from moving forward and creating the life where all things are possible, a life that is full of inspiration, and as we... Work through that and go and plant these seeds. We've been planting seeds in the garden of awareness to knowing what we want and what we don't want. we we'll have been talking about this and walking this path for a year now. What kind of seeds are you putting in your garden? What is it that you no longer want and what do you want in your life? And what kind of soil, the education that you're planting that in? You have to have deep, rich soil in order for a seed to grow and mature And so what kind of education do you need to have? Who are you training under? Who are you learning from? You know, what what are you bringing into your life? If you're not liking what you're doing, what are you doing about it to create something different? And then we talk about the water, the rain that comes down, which is the action. The action that comes into the soil and helps the seed grow. So you've been growing a seed here in the garden with me. And you're busting through the surface now. You're coming up into the sun, which is the support, the support of other people around you, the support of the sun that nurtures that beautiful flower that is you. And we have gone through this path together with many different people coming on the show, sharing their inspiring stories. And I've even shared stories of my own path. And together we have walked together here in the garden. And I'm just wanting to tell you how grateful I am you've been here with me on this journey because it certainly has been a journey a journey of enlightenment and today we're going to be talking about a loving relationship what it means to have a loving relationship with somebody else and with yourself and as we've been starting this journey here on the empowerment station because I started on the seventh wave and now we've come to the empowerment station we've changed we've grown things are are moving in in a different direction and we're open to receiving where that's going to take us so as we start this session today is conversation in the garden talking about the flower that has bursted through the ground and the growth that's happening here and how we have a loving relationship with ourselves and others I want to start this with a schematic meditation prayer so put your feet on the ground get yourself in a position where you can relax for a moment and take this time which is the most important time of your day right now to start in a meditation prayer and we drop in with our breath and we pull our breath into our belly, allowing the belly to soften. You've been putting your hand there. This belly brings you some nurtures, nourishment. It's where the food goes and all the digestion that makes the body run. So breathe into it. Allow it to be flexible. And then as you exhale, let any thoughts of the day go right now. You're going to be able to work on that to-do list when we're done, after the hour's over. You're going to have some new insight and inspiration to take into your day. So right now, allow yourself this time. With your breath, allowing your belly to expand. On your exhale, relaxing your shoulders. Drop into the divinity of who you are. Go into your garden in your heart. That garden where you reside, where you hold the deepest truth of who you are. The divinity That you are a spiritual being here on an earthly quest holding an earthly body. A spiritual being. We ask the bands of protection to protect us this day. We ask the enlightened angels. We ask the highest masters of all time to come and enter in this room as we go on this journey together. Journey to explore what it means to have a loving relationship. This journey together. As we sit in the sacred service and ceremony. And we sit in sacred meeting together. So what is your purpose? And what are you allowing to get in your way so you're not living it? Or are you living it? If you are wonderful, then you want to share that with others. Because that's what it means to have that support. And if there's something in the way, then let's look at letting that go. Letting it go. So, you can live the most inspiring life possible. How do you feel about others? And how do you feel about loving yourself? Because life is full of relationships. People teach us about love and giving, and they teach about forgiving. Without people, we do not exist. People teach us what we need to know about ourselves, and they teach us how to grow. Um, I remember the story, I might have sh- I've shared it here a couple times, of a man that comes to the city and he comes to this new city and he's tired and he's wore out and he goes to the inn and he knocks and the innkeeper says come on in and he said oh you know I'm going to rest in this city for a while what will I find in this city he said what do you mean he goes what kind of people live in your city and he said well people who are what wait a minute what kind of people lived in your city and he said well people who are Honry and tired and wore out and just did not have love in their heart and he said oh yeah this city's full of that too this is what that city's like you should probably move on and he said great and he left and then there's the other man that came and he was he was also tired looking for a place to sleep and he knocked on the inn and he said to the innkeeper what kind of people live in your city and the innkeeper said, what kind of people, people did you live in the city you came from? He said, oh, they were full of love and happiness and rejuvenating my spirit. And I want my spirit to be rejuvenated right now because i traveled a long ways. And he said, you're in the right place. I have a room for you. That's what this city is about. So wherever you go and whatever you think, you take that with you. I found that in my travels. I could go. And when I woke up and had a good attitude, I met amazing people. I met gurus and shamans and all over this world and Machu Picchu and Teotihuacan and I walked the Toltec path and I met everyone I needed to meet. But when I woke up and I was in my fear, I didn't meet those kind of people. I saw people that were bringing harm to the world. So what do you think about people? Because people are are the essential part and crucial part of life and they're part of your life it's necessary to relate to people to survive relationships are difficult they require work and they require working on things it, it, it requires you to have an attitude that you're going to bring to the table in any relationship you have and yet it can be the most fulfilling and joyous part of your life So relationships can make you feel sad and they can inspire you to be happy. And it's all what you're putting in and taking to the relationship because the relationship with yourself has to come first. And that relationship with yourself is what you're stepping out into the world into. I know I can wake up one day and feel just beautiful and I go out and I meet most incredible people and the next day I wake up and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm overweight. My hair doesn't go right. I'm no different than the day before, but my brain has told me I look different. Has that happened to you? And then you step out and what happens is you get people coming back at you that reflect back that negative feeling you have. You you, you, you you get in your car and you see you've got to be to an appointment and the gas gauge is almost on empty. And then you go to the gas station and somebody pulls in in front of you. is going really slow. And then you're hurrying on the freeway. And all these things spiral out of control when you don't take an, a positive attitude. When you say, okay, everything's a divide time. I get in my car. Oh, I'm going to stop for gas. Oh, I'm going to talk to people in the gas station. Enjoying the journey because we're here on a journey. It is not the destination. It is the journey. It is the journey. So I want to talk to you about people because relationships are important. And the biggest downfall I see in life is that people believe the lie of illusion that we are separate that illusionary lie that we are not connected and that we are separate from one another. And that lie has caused wars, damage, and isolation to people when they think that they are separate and no longer connected. When you start to think that this is me and my family, this is me and my religion, this is me and my country, this is me and my house, and this is me and my neighborhood, you're causing separation from someone else. And I used to go and sit in church, and they say, those people and these people. And finally, I got up and said, there is no those, and there is no these. There is only us. We all came from the ground and the God source, whatever you want to call that God source. We all come from that breath of life that fills our body, and we all came from the soil of the earth. And my friends, when you leave, you're going back to that same soil. No one's getting into a bitter soil or a worse soil. It doesn't even matter. You're all going back to dirt. And you're going back to that God source that gave you life. So this separation is an illusion. It causes boundaries. And we do not see other people as human or even having life. When we dehumanize another person, we don't even see that they are life. And when we do that, they're dehumanizing ourselves as well. So a lot of things are going on in the internet right now where people don't like what's going on and they're writing messages of hate out there. Remember when you're doing that, that these people are people. And before you cast the first stone, my friend, make sure that you carry none of that judgment and hate in your soul. Because if you're angry at someone because they're being selfish, look at your life where you may have been selfish. Because I know sometimes I get, I'm in Aries and it's all about me and I can go out and say, if everyone lived my life, we'd have a perfect world. We'd have the most boring world if everybody lived the life I would. I live. In fact, you'd all burn out because the fire that ignites me sometimes goes so big that I will crash and burn if I'm doing too much and I get my plate too full and that will happen to you if you get your plate too full too. So, Let's start looking at people as life and humans. There, There's too much of the have and the have-nots and the good and the bad. And, the, and and this person is this a good person. And this person is a bad person. And that's female. And that's black. And that's white. And that's, uh, you can go on and on and on to separation. But if you have separation in your life, you're going to have chaos. Once you see that we are all connected in this beautiful being as one, then you can be open to love. Because this Separation causes isolation, despair, depression, fear, hatred, wars, disease. All the problems we're having in the earth come from the separation that we believe is there and it is not there. So, if you let that go, you will bring joy, happiness, and fulfillment and connect to your God source. The knowing that we are all spiritual beings having an earthly experience. And if the, when this happens, there's no stopping to what we can do in the creation we can have. So if this doesn't stop, we will actually destroy ourselves as a planet. Because of this, we withhold our love from others, family members and other people. And then I hear, see this all the time where people are withholding their love and then crying in despair that they're alone and isolated. So if you're alone and isolated, the first thing I'm going to recommend you do is start connecting with someone else. Connect with yourself in love, by the way. Realize you're a worthy spiritual being, full of love and excitement and joy, and then connect yourself to others. And let the separation go, because you are not separated. You are totally connected to another human being. You are A being of light and love and everyone around you is also that being of light and love. That is the truth and the only truth there can be that we are all beings of light and love. Understanding and joyous. So, if you've got separation in your life, I'm going to ask you to look at what part of your life you can let go of that keeps you angry and resentful so that you can open up To having light and love. So we've been talking about the serpent's path. We've been talking about loving relationships. And um, we're going to talk for a moment about the brain and how the brain works in that serpent path. And how the brain will open up and give you new understanding. So the brain... It is developed in three parts. You've got the back part of the brain, which is the serpent part. When we're talking about the serpent, we're talking about me and it's just about me. And the serpent connects itself to the ground and has no connection to any other um, serpent. It's about making babies and moving on. Now, the important part of the serpent is it does ground you and it connects you to the earth. That's your connection to the earth. The thing is, if you stay in serpent, you're in the back part of the brain, which is just about me. It's about, it's a child brain. It's give me what I want. It keeps me separated from others. And it, it's, it's not aware that there's anything else going on, but it's on selfish needs. So when we move out of serpent and we connect to the earth and we move up the medicine wheel, we have an awareness of what we want to do next. And then we move into jaguar, which is about couples. That's where relationships are formed. And it's, it's in the middle part of the brain. It's starting to move into the adolescent part of the brain. That man, there's someone else on this planet besides me. And we are totally connected to each other. And that is that connection to life. So you start realizing, oh, there's someone else out there. And in Jaguar, you're in this position Where you can now let things go that don't work for you and bring things in. You know the difference between life and death. It's the the education part. Then you go out and you seek and you get education. And then we talked about the hummingbird. And the hummingbird is moving into the front cortex of the brain. This is when you know you have a past and a present, and a future, and there's others that came before you, and others that will come after you, and you can learn from your ancestors. This is like a worldview that you go, wow, you know, I'm in a generation of people that have come after me, and will come before me, and in that place, in hummingbird, is where the action can take place, and where you can make changes, and that's where we learn to do what will move us forward to where we want to be in the educational part of life. And then we move into eagle. And eagle is the highest on the medicine wheel. It's a universal connection. It, it brings all the brain together. It starts using even more than the 10% of brain you're using. Because it's your connection to your source. To your higher God source. It's, it's that you can see your universal being and there's a world Out there, this is where I'm asking you to go in a loving relationship is going in to Eagle because in Eagle you're inspired and all things are possible. Because in Eagle you let go of what doesn't work so you can bring in what is working and you can create an inspiring life. Because in that place you can walk through your fears. In that place in Eagle is where you have your support, you have people working for you and. And moving forward and carrying that support. And in that place, you can create. And that's where I'm going to ask you to go today as we talk today about having a loving relationship. And um, I've moved into doing a video tour. And I want you to go to soulhealerspath.com to learn about the medicine wheel. To learn about all the things that are going on. And it's soulhealerspath.com. you're going to learn about the healing art tour that I'm doing, where I'm interviewing people all over this country. And I'm leaving in June to go on this tour. We'll be traveling around the United States, videoing and writing about people who are using art and healing. And art to me is anything that inspires the soul to move forward. And so I'm taking my journey now, The radio will be here. You can go back and listen to it. You can listen to iTunes and MP3. And if you go to Soul Haters Path, you'll see there's other television and radio things that are going on. And you can listen to that and you can listen to the journey as I take the video across this beautiful world, interviewing people on healing through the art. And I have two people that were on that video that are going to join us today. I met this couple. And you can just feel the energy of love that they hold for each other when you're in the presence of them. And so as we're looking for a loving relationship, we're going to talk today with a couple, Cara Marie um, Patron. She's a healer, an artist, an intuitive reader, and an emotional coach, a spiritual teacher. And she coaches people in moving forward to living an inspiring life. And then we have Daniel. And Daniel... um, He's going to find a place right here. I got thrown off here. So Daniel is known as Sedona Daniel. And Daniel po- Posny is a life coach, trans, um, transpersonal psychology and energy medicine healer. He inspires his clients to live authentically with passion, potential and purpose. So Cara Marie and Daniel have found a way to have a loving relationship. And right after the break, I'm going to bring them on and they're going to share that with you. So love and light and stay with us.
2: We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market.
3: It's time to live an inspired life. Join Christy Allen, the Mosaic Shaman, as she enhances the quality of your life. Healing with art is Christy's focus. At SoulHealerPath.com, if you follow the steps and use the skill that Christy Ellen teaches in Soul Healers Path Life Coaching, doing your part and taking 100% of the responsibility for your life, changing your life story, then in one year's time, you could be living the inspired life of your dreams. Soul Healers Path Life Coaching offers four life coaching packages, starting with a serpent path, which is all about awareness and letting go of what you do not want to have and embracing what you do. Go to Soul Healers Path and sign up for a one-month session of Clearing the Light Body. So come and walk the medicine wheel with Christy Ellen. Visit SoulHealerPath.com or call 435-260-9598 for a special newcomer's one-month coaching package for just $300. Christy Ellen is an intuitive healer and master creator. Let her guide you to living the life to which you were born to live.
0: is Welcome to the Mosaic Garden with Christy Ellen. To connect with the show today, please call one 346 9141 That's one 346 9141 Or you may send an email to healingart.kp at gmail.com. Now, back to Welcome to the Mosaic Garden.
1: Welcome back to the gardens. Today, my guest is Cara Marie uh, Patrone she is an ambassador of light, assisting in anchoring the 5D unity consciousness here on the planet Earth, and her partner, David Posny is a way shower and an alchemist to those seeking clarity and empowerment within their lives. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Christy.
2: Thank you for having us. We're excited to be here.
1: Oh, it's going to be an exciting interview about... What it means to live a loving relationship, first of all, that, you know that's pretty broad, and most people are looking for loving relationships, but they have no idea how to do it. Have you guys found the answer to that?
2: I think we've got some tools. <laughs> I think we've, we've, we've both come a long way in, in relationship building, and we've found a, uh, something that really works for us. And um, we found that we have created a divine partnership. And the more that we find out about each other, the more that we find out about ourselves. And it just keeps on getting better and better because the old things that used to trigger you and piss you off don't do so much anymore. And the more that you start to really know each other and love each other in such a a pure way, then you can really have great intimacy. You know, you when you start to know each other, you can really become intimate and everything gets deeper from
1: there. So it's important to know someone before you become intimate with them. Is that what I yeah. understand? <laughs> I, I see a yeah. lot of this not happening. So when people are out there meeting somebody and going home with them and then feeling less fulfilled, is that because there is such a connection in the knowing? Yeah. Of another, yeah, have right. another human being. Yeah. Cara, what do you think about that?
4: Well, I think it's very important for people to take their time to really um, Tune into their soul to feel, you know, what's going on in this dynamic. Um, for me, when Daniel and I met, we um, we became hiking partners here in Sedona, and um, I had come out of a out of a painful divorce, and I didn't, wasn't looking for a relationship. So I was just, you know, on my path, exploring and wanting to meet new people. And so we took that to the highest level that we could. And then when we felt spirit, you know bringing us to another level, then, you know, we moved into that. But it all began with, you know, really getting to know each other and, um, and listening to our soul and, and, and what felt in alignment for that relationship. So,
1: Daniel, what does it mean to listen to your soul?
2: I actually, I, I listen to my heart. I, I feel what my heart feels. Instead of being in my head, uh, I can feel it in my body, and I can feel what, what it feels like in my heart to have a positive experience or feel that, that this is in alignment with my soul. I feel it in my body, and I can tell that I'm not in alignment when I'm in my head. If I start thinking about um, what I should do or if I don't do this, then this might happen, then I know I'm not really in alignment with my soul.
1: So you're saying feeling, and that's something I don't hear a lot from men. So, um, is it new for men to have feel- to, to express their feelings? I know they have feelings, but to express their feelings openly.
2: It seems like I'm I'm encountering more and more men that are are really okay with expressing their feelings. You know, some of my dearest friends that are men are really okay with that, and I just find that that men are really that are uh, really open to that are the strongest men that I know.
1: Wow, very nice, Cara. Um, connecting with a man that is open to his feelings is something something that you had experienced before. Um, I think I've I've had
4: relationships with people who are connected to their feelings, but I'd never encountered somebody who was so balanced in his masculine, feminine, and so much in his heart. You know, because for me, I think of, you know, the mental aspect being very much in the mind, which our society has put, you know, the um, the focus on and to feel is to be weaker. And so um, he's the most balanced man that I've ever met in his masculine and feminine, which was really awesome. And it showed how much work I'd really done in myself in cultivating my own balance of that masculine feminine energy that I was bringing someone in who was also that way.
1: Well, having self worth and having that work done on yourself first is essential to moving forward into the world um, as a human. Because if it, people reflect back, obviously, what what we're needing to work on the most. But you're talking about balanced and. You know, to be, what does it mean to be balanced? Because that word's being thrown out a lot, like these certain words like love and empowerment and power, they can mean so many things. So what does it mean to the two of you to be balanced and how do you do that?
4: Uh,
2: I'll, I'll start with that one. For me to be balanced is is, uh, is coming to the highest understanding of where I'm at. And when I'm, I can tell when I'm not balanced is when I'm in reaction mode. And if I, if I can hold that peace within me to see what kind of feelings and emotions are stirring up within me, if we have some kind of thing going on and some kind of reaction is kind of stirring up inside of me, I'll do my best to ask myself, where is that coming from? What What is being triggered within me? What past history or core memory is being triggered by this one instance? Or this this tiny little thing is being um, having something larger being triggered. So, being balanced for me is kind of saying, okay, I can see what's going on. Now, let's just go into meditation or go into some kind of a, um, a, centering, uh, po- uh, a centering process and then understanding what's going on with my feelings.
1: So, did that take some accountability?
2: Totally. <laughs> it's all about me.
1: <laughs> and and like, do, you, do you ever yeah. react? Do you ever react out And before you catch yourself? Do you ever have those times? Because, um, you know, there are some ex- experiences that go on. I'm in a, in a new relationship, and sometimes we, we try to be careful of what we're saying, but sometimes it comes out, and then you look and go, Oh, yeah. I say that? How do you oh, fix do when that when it comes I out? I
2: still catch myself, and, and the best thing that I can do when I do that is say, okay. Just keep on loving yourself because you can't just keep, you, you can't destroy yourself because you made a mistake and you reacted. It happens. So I do myself, do, do the best I can to keep loving myself and just learn from that experience. But and, you, and you're Cara, totally right about it being, you know, yeah. <laughs> taking responsibility. I remember someone told me a long time ago Daniel, if you're, if you're triggered by me, it's your stuff to look at. And at the time, that triggered me. <laughs> so yeah, that's, yeah. That's something that's really helped me to understand. No matter what it is, as difficult as it is to to take that on, it is about you. It's about your reaction to things.
1: Yeah, I just recently had something happen, and I won't go into it. It's too long of a story. I'll talk on about another show, but. I had to cancel seven radio shows yesterday because the cable line got cut to my house and I went into reactive state and then I felt bad but it only took I, five minutes I had a meltdown and mm-hmm. it didn't take me five days, five weeks or five years. It took me five minutes to go, okay, wow, well, I just threw a little fit and I realized <laughs> it. So um, Car, do you have those things go on when you say something you wish you could pull back and how do you deal with it if you do?
4: Well, I'm, you know, it's really important to see and understand, you know, recognize how you react in the moment and how you, and know where your partner is coming from too. And, and I find that for me, sometimes I need to walk away and that's because I need to come back to center and my, my relationship with Creator is so much a part of our relationship. And so a lot of times, you know, I might need to go outside and go for a walk and, you know, uh, walk a labyrinth or, you know, just be out in nature, um, allow nature to kind of absorb, you know, the emotional, the emotions that are passing through me, and then maybe go into meditation sometimes um, and just get clarity about, you know, what's going on, looking at myself, doing the inner inquiry. Because when I do, when I know I'm in that state of, you know, my ego is activated then what is just gonna butt head. You know, and that's not that's not productive. You know, I wanna look at whatever it is that's saying, hey, I'm ready to be healed right now and it could be something that was from when I was a child and I felt um unimportant or something. You know, so the trigger is, is pointing to what it wants you to look at. So then, you know, you do your inner work. You know, what is this asking me to look at? And um and then coming back and sharing and, you know, communicating in a very elevated way and that you don't put your partner on the defense instead of saying, you know, you do this all the time and da, da 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 Well, that puts them on the defense, you know, and when you're talking about your feelings, it's all I. You know, I feel this when, when this happens. And then you, your partner you, can either, you know, have compassion for that and say, wow, I'm sorry that
1: you're feeling that. Do you have any code words or something you do? How do you let each other know when you need that space? Is there a code way you, I don't think
4: we have any code words. I think usually one of us senses that we're at an impasse. And then, you know, if one of us needs to just go have some time to themselves to process, then that's what we do. And we come back together. When it's, you know, just natural that we feel we can share.
1: So you can kind of feel that. And you've already set that up where you can have space when you need it without the person thinking you're running out on the conversation. You're just being able to have your own space to. To deal with your emotions. Are there different roles that each um, each sex plays in a relationship?
2: Oh, definitely. Yeah. I, uh, I guess the different roles might be the, the fixer or the organizer. The other person might be the, you know, creating peace or stability. And uh, depending on the energies that are running that person, I guess it kind of defines what their roles might be. Like Karen Marie is excellent at organizing and, you know, coordinating and making sure the details get done. And that's not really my strong point sometimes. So the role in her life, in our relationship, is, you know, making sure that the details get looked at.
1: So
4: there's not gender-specific roles. There's a really strong grounding force. Um, I remember like the first time I, I heard that concept, like when I was in a sweat lodge and they talked about, you know, the women are reaching for the heavens and in the lodge and then the men are helping to anchor that new frequencies and that energy in the earth plane. And there's times where I know I'm doing so much spiritual work and I, and I know that I'm ungrounded. And those are times when, you know, I, I do my own stuff to, to work on my own grounding, but I just will feel like I need to be near him. Like, <laughs> hold me, or just, let's just cuddle. I just, I feel like I'm processing or integrating something new and having that awareness of your
1: yourself and the energy and what's going on. So, um, I I was wondering, are these gender-specific roles or are they just the personality roles that each person carries into a relationship?
2: Yeah, yeah I don't think they're gender-specific, but they're energy-specific. They're as in our own masculine and feminine energies that kind of that we're that we're guided by and even if you know you know even if you're a woman you might have more masculine energy and if you're a man you might be more based in your feminine energy and uh i think that's that's where it comes from
1: so do you have a guiding force in your life something that you believe in what what is your guiding force that that kind of helps you move forward in your life
4: for for me, the, um, like I was saying before, my connection with, with Creator and with Source is, is really the biggest um, guiding force because with everything, and that all comes back to the balance aspect that you were talking about before, because there's that sacred time that has really become woven throughout our day you know, whether it's in the morning with morning meditation or in the afternoon after lunch, taking five minutes to let go and what you've absorbed and, um, reconnect and, and fill yourself up. But for me, um, you know, my relationship with Creator and, and that sacred time on a daily basis is very much an important piece of, um, not only the guidance, but of the balance. Because, you know, a lot of the ancient cultures talk about the four pillars of wellness, you know nutrition, movement, um, rest, and sacred time. Well, most people are missing that fourth pillar. So a lot of the work um, that we do is really helping to restore that pillar that a lot of people are missing in their lives, because the only reference point has been religion for a lot of people, like myself from what I came from. And so religion is more of an institution um, where people can come together, yes, but I love to help people you know, cultivate that personal connection with source and relationship and through sacred time.
1: And kind of slow, slow down some of the busyness, too, so you have time to be quiet and actually hear once you connect. People will say, I don't understand my clients will tell me, I can't hear the voices or the inspiration or the voice of God. They call it the voice of God. Um, and the inspiration, and I ask, have you taken time to listen? Because I was taught to pray, but I was never really taught to listen. Exactly,
4: the prayer is the is is the asking and the meditation of the listening. But I also, when I talk with people, say that's the masculine feminine, because connecting with the feminine is the going within. It's the listening. It's it's the filling yourself up. That's the that's the self care. That's the self nurturing. You're filling your cup, and then as you listen, you receive your guidance. And then with your masculine aspect, you can go out in the world and take action on what you received when you're inside. But if you never know that the signs of when you're becoming depleted and out of balance, and you don't even know you have a feminine aspect, well then how can you consciously connect with it? So it's teaching people about that inner balance of going uh within and going without and how to recognize when you're feeling depleted so that you can restore
1: balance. I've heard a lot lately about self-care. People are like, go get self-care. And then you turn, I looked it up on the computer, and it said to get a massage, relax, or to get a massage, Mm -hmm. go out. Exercise. I'm like, so, so self-care um, has become um, a commercial product in itself. And, and and if I'm stressed out, they'll say, oh, go get a massage or pull up a bubble bathtub. I don't know what's supposed to happen with a bubble bathtub. But it's not going within. So, Daniel, when you work with people, you talk to them about self-care. And what would that mean to you to be in self-care?
2: Yeah, I, I guess I don't really, I don't use that term very much. But I do, where I'm coming from is empowerment. Where, where I'm coming from is that when you live in your heart and you make all your decisions from your heart, you're self-caring all the time. So yeah, I whatever guess. I do, I check into myself, am I excited about doing this? Am I doing this out of obligation or responsibility or am I really excited about it? So that when I'm doing that thing, when I'm in front of that person, they have got all of me because, because this is what I'm excited about doing. So I'm constantly caring for myself. And it's, it's about loving myself, knowing that I am living in my heart, that my decisions come from that place. Um, so self-care to me is, is partly, you know, massage and going out on the land and, and having my own sacred time and my own private time. And, and you know, if, if we want to come together in our own self-care together as a couple, that's another aspect. But most of the time, it's just I'm always living from that place, that everything that I do is caring for myself. And my friend puts it in a really good perspective. He says, I am the most important person in my life. And I know that may strike a, a twang in a, in a chord with some people. What about my kids? What about my wife? No, I am the most important person. When I take care of myself, I have something to give. If I'm giving to someone else and it's not coming from pure overflow of love from my heart, it, there's, there's a limit to how much I can actually uh, help someone or assist someone. But when I take care of myself constantly, what comes out of me is pure love. And that, like when that. people get that,
1: man, that yeah. is the
2: most powerful thing.
1: Well, it's I like that.
4: Because yeah. a lot of people, yeah. you know, they, they do things out of guilt or obligation. And are you really doing someone a favor if you're doing it out of guilt or obligation? That has a very different frequency, a very different vibration. You know, when you're doing something purely because you love them and you want to contribute, that's a different vibration. So if learning to say no is a good thing because, you know, then you know that person knows you're not the right person. You're not the person who's going to be able to come from that place of that higher vibration of
1: love to do what they're needing. So do you feel that you can say no in your relationship when you don't want to do something? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 We,
2: okay. we both know that we, we want to be authentic with each other. And if that's not really our highest excitement, like, um, you know, we've got a, a trip coming up, uh, Carrie Marie and the Kids, and we're just really honest with each other. Do we want to do it together? Or is this something that I, maybe it's not for me to be part of that trip? And we just have an honest conversation about it. And you know, um, like we do that more and more that we're just honest with our, you know, our feelings instead of, you know, we've we've all been in a relationship where things aren't ever said authentically and you're never really honest with each other. You don't really know exactly how you feel for fear of hurting the other person's feelings or because you feel like you should be obligated to do something. But it feels so good and so empowering to be in that kind of integrity and be very honest and authentic with each other.
1: To be in that kind of safe relationship where you can express yourself um, is what most people, I think, are looking for. They're just not quite sure how to get it. Now, you just mentioned something that, um, so, um, part of, Cara, you're, you're mother of two very beautiful crystal children. How does what you and Daniel are doing together affect the generations to come for your children? Oh my gosh!
4: <laughs> well, that's a really good question because you know my children have gotten to see um, contrast. You know, um, I had a contract with their dad, you know, spiritual contract for us to come together to bring um, my daughter Cheyenne and Angelo, my son, through, and a combination of our gifts. And although we both had um, really beautiful things to bring into that creation, and then their own souls, things, um, gifts. Um, they saw the unhealthy relationship. They they heard, you know, the unloving communication. Um, the lack of self love and, you know, self care as you talked about. And so for me, they, they witnessed me going through setting boundaries, which is an important part of self love and self care. Learning how to set healthy boundaries with people no matter how much you love them. And then, you know, what you'll accept in relationship and what you what you won't, because they're learning from our relationship how I should be treated by a man and how I should be treated by, you know, my wife, you know what I mean? So they were seeing an unhealthy environment, you know, with that. And then, you know, I had to set that healthy boundary to love myself more and choose something different. And now they get to see a very loving relationship um, and healthy where we we move through our our challenges and and we respect each other and we honor each other in a a way that's um, extraordinary. So it really, they get, they got to experience in a very short amount of time, you know, the kind of relationships that maybe, you know, our parents had and then. Yeah, that's going to lead me into this. So in a very short amount of time, they get to witness both and then decide, well, which one feels better.
1: Well, that's leading me into another question that we could talk the whole rest of the show or a whole show on. Mm -hmm. So we'll, we'll kind of keep it somewhat brief, but it's a huge question. It's like is right now the way people are having relationships different than the way our parents had relationships
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh the answer is a big fat yes <laughs> and i, I'll, I'll try how, and make so? I of how so give me some examples But there were so many different dynamics going on when you know or my parents were going you know having a, a, a early relationship you know back then in the in the 50s and 60s there was a there was more of pushing things under the rug, and the wife had a certain role in the household, and there wasn't this this awareness of higher consciousness and understanding. And it was really back then it was kind of not talked about and even frowned upon. Now we're in this era of consciousness, and when you're in an era of consciousness, everyone gets to talk about this stuff. Everyone gets to look deeper and get to a, a higher understanding of our relationship. So yeah, we're totally in a in a different realm here with our relationship.
1: Is there an imbalance right now, the masculine and feminine? I, I you know, there's so much going out there. They're saying women are becoming too masculine, men are becoming too feminine. Um, it, it's kind of like if you listen to everyone, you go crazy. And there's and you can go to the self help section of, of the store. It takes up most of the store now. You've got books from everything, to fixing this and fixing that. Is there an imbalance in the masculine and feminine? In our world.
2: Okay, I know Jeremy wants to say something about this. But I want to squeeze in something about, uh, okay. as a man, and as, I'll speak for myself, as a man, the template that I was given to be a, a complete man just wasn't there. It, the, the old template is an unbalanced masculine power and greed-driven system, and we've all, you know, we're a part of it. So what's really cool happening right now is that this whole system, whole paradigm, is crumbling down so we could create something very beautiful. So what's happened with women in the system is that uh, if they've got kids to take care of and they're going through a divorce or something, they've got to make it in in this man's world, they've got to become or they feel like they need to become more masculine. But what I'm going through with a lot of women that I get attracted into my sessions is that I'm showing them about how powerful the divine feminine is and that there's, there's this barrier that you can, you can get right to the top of working in this unbalanced masculine system. But once you appreciate and activate your full divine feminine power, this, you know, it just blows everything apart as far as like, um, boundaries or borders. You know, the sky is the limit with you
4: and and i'm also noticing that more and more men are are willing to to also you know connect and, and even recognize that they have a feminine aspect you know and um when people haven't been taught that you know nurturing themselves or doing that self care that self love and and how what that looks like um that you you've been raised to be disempowered if you're you're only utilizing your masculine aspects. And this is for women, too, because they've had to compete in a very masculine world. So both men and women on a larger scale are becoming more open to being empowered, being whole, utilizing all the aspects of themselves, both their masculine and their feminine energy. And it's a really beautiful thing because it's in that when we can move more into a balanced state of masculine and feminine within ourselves, we come into that unity, that sacred partnership within ourselves where our own inner divine masculine, divine masculine is not trying to oppress our, our inner feminine, you know, and that they can live in harmony. And then what happens? You can start to magnetize to you a reflection in your outer world of a balanced society and balanced relationships where people can be together in harmony and,
1: and, and balance. I like that. I like that things sometimes have to, they have to crumble and fall apart to rebuild them. And they may seem like they're a little chaotic right now, but they're in perfect harmony with where we're going to end up needing to be. Um, yes. Yeah. It's it's it is important that there's changes going on right now. So, how do you share your gifts with the world? What are you doing out there to make a difference? And how do you? share
2: Oh, that? every day. I, and I. That's why. I, I I love my life that every day I get to share the gifts and I get to share what I have direct experience with. And I do that through, um, you know, Karen Marie and I both work for separate retreat companies. And the retreat companies that I work with, they'll call me up and they'll say, Hey, Daniel, this um, couple is coming in. They're on the edge of divorce. Would you do a counseling with them? And then I'll do that or I'll do a sound healing or breath work or a land journey or combination of all that, and it's all based on self-mastery and uh, conscious communication, sacred sexuality, and I get excited about that. You know, I, I can't stop talking about it, so I share it through sessions and classes and retreats and and uh, just being in front of other people, because if it just comes out of you, you can't stop it.
4: Wonderful. <laughs> so... my, my work is shared with the world in several ways as well, not only through sessions, but um, through teaching and through um, through my music. And so, um, you know, when I'm up, I'm a singer-songwriter, so being in front of people and sharing songs, there's also time to talk. And we end up talking about sharing about different things that offer people a, a different perspective that plant seeds, you know, so I can share and help people in a, in a larger scale performing And then I can also help people in one-on-one sessions. My favorite thing is to do is to take people out in the healing energy of the vortexes here and to um, give them different experiences of different kinds of meditation to cultivate their their personal relationship and connection with Source. But I also do healing work, um, integrated energy therapy, Reiki, emotion code work. Um, But yeah, a lot
1: of different things. So where can people go to find you? Let's start, Daniel. Will you tell them what sources they can look up to find more about what the work you're doing?
2: Yeah, if you go to danielofsedona.com, that's a pretty good site that kind of just goes through all the different things that I'm a part of.
1: Wonderful. danielofsedona.com. And Cara Marie, where can they find you? Karasmosaic.com. Uh, so,
4: K-A-R-A-S-M-O-S-A-I-G
1: dot com. Okay, mosaic dot com. You know, it's been really nice to talk to you. And and when we put you on the video, you made such a difference um, in in the in the production of the video. You inspired the the videographer. And sometime I'll share that story because he doesn't give me permission. But it was it was inspiring to see the changes and the things that are going on. So. If you guys will, if you will go and look at um, Healing Art Productions, you're going to see a video of Cara and and Daniel, and uh, car Kara, Marie and Daniel, and they're actually both going to be on um, the Women's Broadcast Television Network. They'll be playing their show there too, as well, and on YouTube and stuff. So there's a lot of ways to go and look at what we're doing with the Healing Art Production. When you guys are working together, and you need to reach out. For somebody to help you, who do you go to?
2: <laughs> well, a one of the we, the thing is that when you start living this, this is this is your just way of life. You start to attract friends and, and other people that you know that's their way of life too. And we've attracted a couple friends, well, a couple a couple friends. And uh, you know, every time we get into something and we just can't get through it, we've got you know we had an impasse or something. And I'll go to the friends, Dale and Sarah, they're very dear friends of ours, and they'll ask me, Daniel, why did you create her to show up this way? <laughs> uh-huh. And I'm
1: like, ah. That's so but different true, than for them you know, to they, say poor they, guy, right? That's truth, so different than saying poor guy. Me She's really doing that to myself,
2: and that's yeah. what I go to.
1: Nice.
2: Nice. And so for me, my
4: um, dear friends, um, they're like spiritual family for me, Michael and Amira Hamilton. Uh, at Angel Valley, um, AngelValley.org. If people want to look at some pictures and connect with the intense, beautiful healing energies there, um, they've just been doing this for decades. They've been on their path. They've been helping people. They're really um, actively living and embodying the 5D um, way of life, um, and and they've been a huge support for I me mean, personally before I even found Daniel, as well as in our relationship.
1: So how is it important is it is for people to have people they can go to that are going to inspire them and move them forward? I mean, we, we, people say, well, I, I have friends, I go to my friends, and, but most of the time your friends are more of a gripe bitch session than than inspiring session. So how important is it to have inspiring people in your life that help you take accountability?
2: Well, it's, it's kind of like I think Einstein said something close to this, and if I can get it right. The problem can't be solved in the vibration that it was created. And that and meaning that, you know, we're all used to talking to our friends and we bitch and complain to them and you know, talk over everything over a beer, and that's not really the vibration that you wanna solve things at. You really wanna be around a mentor that really has some something authentic and higher vibration for you to reach into.
1: And what kind of mentor yeah. are you looking for, Cara? Oh, okay. Cara sorry. What kind of mentor would you be looking for? For me,
4: I'm looking for somebody who's operating from a place of empowerment, not victim consciousness. Someone who, um, that's the best way to say, um, just someone who's really has, it comes from a place of wisdom you know, and if, if you don't have somebody like that in your life that you really feel has that you know, that energy of just being a wise elder um, then you can call that in, you know it doesn't have to be a grandparent, it doesn't have to be someone even in your family, it could be somebody in the community but you know, the power, the power of your intention is, is so, so profound that if you're wanting to bring that into your life, then you just need to set that intention I would love to connect with you know, some wise elders or some, you know, wise people in the community that,
1: you know, I can be blessed by and um, and that I can bless. So, um, yeah. Wonderful. Thank you so much. One more time, each of you, tell us your website before we head off.
2: DanielofSedona.com.
1: There you go. <laughs> <And> SarasMosaic.com. <laughs> Thank you, Christy, so
4: much for Thank having you. us on your show. Right. We really appreciate you and all that you're doing <laughs> And uh, we're excited to just keep sharing the beautiful work that you're doing with the world.
1: Thank you. And you too. Namaste. Thanks for being here. And to everyone else out there listening, um, you can go to soulhealerspath.com to find out more about the healing art video that these beautiful people are sharing more information on. And um, until we meet next time, we're going to send a lot of love and light your way and Go out and live an inspiring life. And in order to have a healthy loving relationship, have a healthy loving relationship with yourself and your higher source. And then go out and see others in their humanness. There is no separation. We are all beings of light and love who come from a divine God source and that earth source. And we'll return to both of those. And until next week, love and light, Christy Allen, the Mosaic Shaman.
0: Thank you for listening to Welcome to the Mosaic Garden. Christy Ellen hopes that you will join her on another journey next Tuesday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Empowerment Channel.